Hey there, podcast listener. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where each and every week, the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader and investor. For more information, products, services, and detailed show notes, including a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the News and Media tab in the navigation. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. And today's podcast, I thought I'd, uh, well, my book, Accelerate Your Wealth, is being launched in the US on the 9th of October. Now, in that version, it's basically the same as the Australian version, except I've used stocks for the Dow Jones Industrial Average instead of the All Ordinaries Index. In the version in Australia, it's I do all the trading with the top 20 in Australia. So, the one for the US, as I said, is with all the stocks in the Dow, and I've made a few adjustments for the American market, obviously spelling is one of them. Um, but uh, what, what my podcast is about today is the, the public relations company in the US sent me a whole heap of questions so that they could launch the book in the US, and I thought, hey, why don't I just you know, cover those questions or those questions with yourselves on the podcast, because I thought there were some pretty good questions, actually, in it. Um, and the first one, he said, well, uh, the quest- first question they asked me was, Dale, what inspired you to write Accelerate Your Wealth? And I said, I've been meeting and talking with investors and traders around the world for over two decades. And the, the biggest issue I find that when it comes to the stock market, those that attempt to profit from it generally either overcomplicate the process or fall victim to the false and misleading information that's perpetuated by these sort of industry. So it's not just uh, the financial industry in itself. I mean, talking about banks, brokers, you know, fund managers, those sorts of things. I'm also talking about the stock market education field, which is my expertise in terms of, but the ones that aren't licensed, the ones that are really sort of just throwing out courses just to, for the sake of, you know, getting a lot of revenue coming in, but not really adding value. And a lot of people are falling victim to it. And as soon as you start Googling around you know, trading, um, you know, understanding trading, learning to trade, that sort of stuff. You just get bombarded with every single type of website on your browsers. Every time you open up your web browser, it's just bombarded with ads from, you know, things from FX trading, binary options and all sorts of shonkies. Um, and the the thing that I always had is is that those who market most are the least quality, <laughs> probably, make, if that makes sense. So those who, you know, the thing is, is the, the best people aren't necessarily good at marketing, they're just really good at what they do. And the people that are really, really good at marketing are probably generally not as good as what they do. And you can probably relate to that sort of stuff. So, but as I said, a lot of people overcomplicate the process or fall, fall victim to that false and leading information. And so, you know, whilst that whilst those people who don't enter the market, their fear of it, they've got a real big fear of the market because of a distinct lack of knowledge about how the stock market works. And in fact, I find a lot of people don't get into it because they think they can lose all their money from the stock market now. Uh, and then that's a really interesting thinking to me when people go, oh, I don't want to get in the shares because I can lose all my money. And it's like, no, you can't. You, it's Well, I suppose you can if you're quite silly and making really interesting decisions. But you can't. I mean, you know, if you put into stocks like BHP and Rio and the banks and Cochlear and CSL and some really big stocks, and you're on, if you're in the US market, you're looking at the Dow stocks, it's really, it'll be almost impossible to lose your money. Um, you know, because just the statistics that I talk about in my book and trading them I and just using some basic rules, some really, really basic, simple rules, 
and everything in my book and what I'm teaching in my first book and this book, you can really just use a ruler and a pencil and really understand uh, when to get in and when to get out. And it doesn't have to be that technical. Um, and to me, uh, when I talk to the, these some ordinary people who I've chatted to and they share some amazing stories that move me no end and how they've been misled, lost money, fallen victims to some dubious investment, the list goes on. So you understand why people are scared of the market, but it doesn't need to be like that. If you understand just some simple rules, as I said, just rule on a pencil, maybe a $2 calculator, and just spend a tiny bit of time. You don't even need maybe one, two hours a month, and that's all you're going to need to have a nice buy and holdy type active investment um, or being an active investor not necessarily a trade. If you want to trade, you need a little bit more time than that. Um, and to me, when I talk to these people who have lost money, fallen victim to these dubious investments, etc., you know, the majority uh, really could have all been avoided completely just with some simple knowledge. So so why was my book written? My, my book was really written to empower these people to give them the confidence to enter the market and question what's considered normal. Now, if you're sitting back thinking, oh, look, I want to get into the stock market, I'm not really sure where to start. Start with my book. It's pretty simple. Um, and, and I'm saying that with humility, saying not in saying that I want you to buy my book because it would be, I'd love for you to buy my book, but I'm saying it because the book will give you the answers. The book will help you. Follow the book. We had people with my first book miss the GFC completely in terms of losing money or anything else. They've made money. Uh, and you know, people with the current book are going, wow, you know, my portfolio is turning around, et cetera. And so it just takes a you know, few minutes a day to read some words in the page and then enact it once you get there. The next question that they really asked me was, with over 35 years in the financial services industry, what are some of the investment myths that you've seen other people operate under? Now, to me, the biggest myth has to be that investing is hard and best left for professionals. This one myth alone stops the majority in their tracks from even getting started in the marketplace. So if anything I can do is, or anything you can take from today's podcast is I urge you to get started and to really, you know, bite the bullet. And the interesting thing um, the, the hardest thing about getting into the stock market is actually making the decision to give it a go, not actually doing it. From there, everything, once you made the decision, everything is quite simple, but it's making that decision to go. And I was, I was interesting, I was looking at some statistics on people uh, uh, making decisions about getting ahead. And, and some people, you may have heard me do some podcasts, you know, um, in terms, and definitely our students have uh, in our courses, I've heard me talking about, um, you know, are you playing to win or are you playing to not lose? So I'll say that again, are you playing to win or are you playing to not lose? Now, people that don't have a lot of money make poor decisions. So in terms of, I talk about a poor mentality and broke. Now, I grew up in a single parent family, you know, we were always broke. And broke means it's a temporary situation, it means you don't have cash, but it doesn't mean mentally you're broke. It's, so to me, broke is temporary, poor is a state of mind. Now, a lot of people make poor decisions and poor investing decisions or poor decisions about getting ahead because of the situation that they're currently in. And what I mean by that is if you're looking at each paycheck going, okay, and I've got to put some to here and some to here, how am I going to pay the gas bill? How am I going to pay that? You're predisposed psychologically. You may not be less intelligent than rich people, 
um, and which is quite highly likely the case, you're not less intelligent than other people who might be rich or very, very well off, is as you're concentrating on not having money. And when you're doing that, you're making poor decisions that will stop you from getting ahead to make the money. So because of that situation, you continually perpetuate the poor mentality. Uh, and I hope that makes sense. I'm not trying to be rude to anybody because, as I said, you know, I've come from a very broke background, you know, living on government pensions, those sorts of things when we were young, um, you know, not having um, new clothes, you know, getting secondhand everything. So I know what it's like not to have money. But the thing is, it's, it's about training yourself to make the decisions. And I often say to people when I'm chatting to them on the phone, when they're asking me about our courses, is that I say to them, don't make the decision on where you are today. Make the decision based on the person you desire to be later on. So if you want to make a decision about being a great trader, don't make the decision of you. What would the great trader's decision be? And I had a gentleman on the phone only last Friday and he'd been referred by one of our students, a very, very good trader. And I said to him, what would that person do? That person that referred you to us, who's a very good trader and you know he's a good trader, what would they tell you to do? And the person on the phone said to me, they'd said, do your course. I said, correct. So therefore, you need to make that decision for yourself because if you go, I don't have the time and don't have the money, which are the two major excuses people come up with all the time. And as we know, an excuse is a lie covered with the skin of reason. So we use those excuses to not do what we know we need to do. So to me, the hardest thing about getting into the stock market is actually making that decision to give it a go. From there, everything is really, really simple. You can do it. Another myth that constantly comes up for me that really does make me cringe, it's about diversification. And the idea that buying more and more companies for your portfolio that are in different sectors of the market in order to reduce your risk is a really quite naive type of myth. Um, this over-diversification of a portfolio actually increases your risk and people don't understand that. It also increases your paperwork. So, And we're all bombarded with the mantra to invest overseas. That's another one I get so often. And it happens in the US. I mean, in Australia, we're told that you invest in the US. In the US, they're told to invest other overseas somewhere else. Uh, and we get bombarded with this all of the time. And so they're saying we have greater opportunity to profit because you know, there's so much opportunity around the world. But you only have to see a child in a, in a lolly shop or a sweet shop, and you'll learn that more choice is not better. Uh, it lead, more choice leads to more confusion, so narrow your focus. Um, further, investing offshore actually really does increase your risk and complexity. So why do it when you only need a few shares to generate good profits? Now, the last question I'm going to handle on this podcast is how can one take control of their financial destiny? And and my answer to that was just really quite simple. Start small and build. So you may not be a, have a fortune to invest right now, but getting started now, everybody can do. If you have $1,000, put that into a big blue chip share. If you don't have $1,000, put a plan down to save $1,000 to put it into a blue chip share. But make that decision. As I said, the hardest part is making the decision. Taking control of your financial destiny starts with a decision. And then you set your goals then you break the goals down into manageable chunks. So yes, I want to get into the market. Yes, I don't have the $1,000 yet. So I'm going to have it and I'm going to have it by this date. Okay, to debt it by that date, I'm going to have to save X amount per week to get it to that point. When I get it to that point, I'm going to buy a big blue chip shares. So you just break it down into manageable chunks. The toughest thing is making that decision to get started. If all I can do is encourage you to get started, 
then I've done my job. So all too often people look at gaining control over their financial future the same as trying to eat an elephant and therefore they really do fail to start. They defeat themselves before they start. They go, oh, it's just so big, so hard, so complex, I won't get started. And they stay in their comfort zone. You will not expand and you will not get to where you want to go if you stay within that comfort zone. It is not like eating an elephant. Let's just pick a toenail first and let's just work on that one. So looking at what you can do today, so that's what I'm going to say to you today. What can you do today? What can you do this week and this month to gain control over your money that helps you avoid getting that overwhelm and confusion? So what can you do today? What can you do this week? And what can you do this month? Einstein called compounding the, the I forget which number, of wonder of the world. And so people should just be patient, invest consistently, and let the law of compounding take effect. So do a little bit today, a little bit tomorrow, and keep doing a little bit, and that compounding effect will happen. So if you put $1,000 in today, and you know, then you save up another $1,000, and you put that in the market, and you've got 2000 and you keep working on, over a period of time, you'll be far better off than by doing nothing today. So if, as I said earlier, my job, if I can get you to make a decision to step forward and move forward in your financial future, then I've done my job. So that's the the first three questions. There's about 20, 20 something questions, but uh, I thought I'll leave those with you today. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I look forward to chatting with you on the next one. Goodbye, good luck, and good trading. Thank you. You've been listening to Talking Wealth, and I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For more information, products and services, and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the News and Media tab in the navigation.